0: Show with Tom and Dolly on Triple M. Stupid management. The people are real. The cases are real. This is Tom and Dolly. I
1: just call
2: to say, Lockie, you're eight years old. You also had an embarrassing score in basketball. Yes, forty-two to two. Are you going to go on to play professional basketball? You reckon, Lockie? Hopefully. Oh, mate. Who's who's your hero? Cool. One, two, three, four. It's time for Tom and Ollie on Triple M. Welcome to your Thursday. You can almost smell that weekend, kids. can't you, Ollie?
3: Yeah, you can, Tom. Kids love this show, which is great. <laughs> I love it. I love when the kids call up and get involved. Yeah. Young, young Lockie there playing some basketball. Good on
2: him. It's But it's awkward uh, that kids love this show because we do do a thing called Naughty After Nine. Hmm. Luckily, it's known tonight, though.
3: Only sometimes, only when it strikes us do we get naughty. Kids, stay up till 10, listen to Uncle Tom, Uncle Ollie. Yes, tonight you can. Uh, Tom Big Show, we are for one talking about uh, if you're a bloke and you might have felt like there's a lot going on with the Me Too movement and, you know, where do I stand in society these days? We've got an expert, Phil Barker, who's been pondering a lot on what it is to be a man in 2019. So at 8 p.m., we're going to open that discussion up. should be really good.
2: Yeah, awesome. But, Ollie, up next, uh, I need people who have done extreme holiday activities to stand by because I think there is something that unifies all of us. It's what? Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. It's Aerosmith Rock's Greatest Hits with Tom and Ollie on Triple M. Uh, very soon, I'm going to dump a brand new truth bomb on the nation, Ollie, which I'm very excited about. Yeah, <laughs> right. Don't say dump. Hey, this week... Uh, I got thrown off a building. Didn't cry. <laughs> you did cry. Well,
3: prove it. You you absailed. Prove that I cried. Well, there's literally audio. We we took cameras down on Monday, Tom. You bravely got an email saying, "Do you want to abseil down a 27 story building?" Yeah. You bravely said yes. I did it. And that's when the bravery stopped. Oh, because oh. after that, the cameras captured the whole thing. All right. Uh It's all on Facebook at Tom and Ollie. But here's a, a little uh, essence of, of what happened.
2: No, no, no. no, no. no I don't. <laughs> I don't want to do it because I. What are you worried about? Falling. Alright, we're on, here we go. Oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> oh, so I'm f- going to get you to step
1: underneath here. F-
2: <laughs> oh. oh, f. So, we're going to do this
4: first bit now. Oh, on, All right. on Triple M, you can't cry. You, <laughs> you cannot
3: cry.
2: You can't hear tears. That's, That's what, we, what's what we like. You can hear tears. If I was crying, you'd hear...
1: Oh. Well, but, you
3: weren't sobbing, but you had quiet, quiet tears dripping down your pale, pale face.
2: I was tired. I was hungover. I just yawned. So that was where oh, you I might right. might have thought I was but, crying. Anyway, it's, I'm, I, it's okay to cry as well, by the way. Sure. It's okay to cry. Here's the thing, though. On that day where I was abseiling down a 100-meter bloody building, mm. the guy that was running it, which I'm calling the adventure sports guy. You know the adventure sports guy. They might run extreme holiday activities like bungee jumping or G'day, abs- guys. Gather get
3: round. Get in close. <laughs> yeah. Right, know, listen so. up to the instructions. Yeah. I'm gonna say them once and once only. Yeah. yeah. He's an yeah. adventure sports guy, Ollie.
2: He was doing jokes on the day because these adventure sports guys—they're basically comedians, aren't they? Mate, they've all got a bit. They've all got a joke to wind you up. I'm super nervous. I'm—I'm I'm not crying, but I'm on the <laughs> brink of tears. <laughs> on the edge. Right? Yeah. And I'm—I don't need any jokes because I know the jokes are coming. I've actually—I actually filmed it. You were stressing out. So. On, so you filmed the joke that this guy's. I- done.
3: I've got the audio, so just to set it up, <laughs> okay. what, what he's doing here, he's kind of said something about, well, I've read the first half of the, the manual, the instruction booklet, oh and the next instructor's read the second half of the book. So it's fine. <laughs> so, and then he goes on to talk about uh, how many days of work he's done. Have a listen. Here we go. John read
5: the first half. Paul read the second yeah. half last night. We're all over it. <laughs> and this is
1: my second day. So we it. Yeah, good. Yeah. It's classic. It's, classic
2: yeah. it's, classic okay, so we it's his second classic. day. It's not his second day. <laughs> <And you'll forget. laughs> it was his second day, Tom. And so then I'm going, stop doing your bit, mate. Stop doing your joke. Because I don't need it. I said, how long have you been? He's like, I've been doing it for 10 years. So he's he's obviously doing jokes. And I hate it. <laughs> they the bungee jumping guys that go three Two, and then go oh no the rope and ah. as you you know that's the classic <laughs> gag right yeah, so here's yeah. what I want one triple three five three what was the joke from your adventure instructor or maybe you're an adventure instructor yourself and you can jump on the phone and reveal to the nation oh, if you do jokes.
3: why you're a dickhead <laughs> but tell me this when you got to the top and the guy was it Peter or whatever his name was John John was lowering you down off the yep. edge yep. was he doing jokes
2: he was not doing any bits you know why yeah why because you were crying <laughs> And that's proof. <laughs> I, I wasn't crying, and if I was, it's okay. 13353, what was the joke from your adventure instructor? New music from Panic at the Disco, High Hopes with Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions, and I want to ask you, One triple three five three. have you ever been paragliding, skydiving, whitewater rafting, bungee jumping, parasailing, abseiling, rock climbing, any type of extreme sport, then jump on that phone. 13353 with Triple M's Tom and Ollie. Eric Clapton. Rock's greatest hits on Triple M with Tom and Ollie. We have questions, and here's the question I want to ask you now. Give us a call on one triple three, five, three. If you've ever had a joke from an adventure instructor, maybe you've been paragliding or bungee jumping or skydiving, and the the instructor's done a bit. It's they've a done up. a joke. Yeah, it's a wind-up. It's a raz up isn't it? Tom, yeah. you experienced
3: this when you absailed on Monday. There's a video on our Facebook page and uh, a photo on Instagram at Tom and Ollie. Quite funny, I would Ollie say, with a watching well. you freak out. But oh. every, every guy who runs these things, or yeah. girl, I reckon they can't help, but in that moment of crisis when you're your most vulnerable, yeah. it's their most powerful move is to go... <laughs> Also, the rope might break. Just be careful. So I would have thought on 13353, we would have had someone who's run these kind of programs. Oh, if there's
2: an instructor that Come can that can shed some light on it, I would yeah. really love to speak to them. But, Paul, you've been skydiving. Yes, I have. All right. Yes. Did, the, did the instructor do any bits, mate? Did he do any jokes?
0: Um yeah, actually, I didn't know at the time he was going to be my instructor. I um, went with, uh, brought my daughter for her 18th birthday. Okay. A little bit of a treat. I thought, come on, let's do a skydive. And cool. Yep.
1: Yeah.
0: And we rolled up to the place and um, they sort of said, look, we're going to give you a crash course, what you've got to do. And while one guy was talking to me, there was another guy on the floor rolling up a parachute. And geez, I said to him, I hope you know what you're doing there, mate. He goes, oh, actually, it's the first one, but I've been taught well. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we did the crash course in this little uh, room, and uh, when I came out all harnessed up, uh, the guy that was doing the parachute was the guy that was strapped to me, going <laughs> to oh, throw me out of the plane. They, so, can't, uh, they can't, they
3: can't resist, Paul. But...
0: <laughs> no, no, they can't. Is... Yeah, the funny thing was, he said, eh like when we did this crash course, fix the head back and just fall forward, and you know enjoy the scenery." Well, no, well, he jumped out. We. Somersaulters and somersaulters and somersalders. <laughs> Yeah,
2: they can't help it. They can't help it at all, Paul. Daniel, you went white r- r- water rafting. Did your instructor do any jokes?
0: Yeah, so basically what happened was um, when we got in the boat, uh, he said to us, look, it's his first week. Uh, he hasn't fallen out yet and you know, all that kind of stuff. And oh. he kind of hinted to us that a few of us boys fall out. Um, down the we water offering you as he was giving us tips and all
2: that yeah. after a couple of laps we actually pushed him out of the boat yeah good. <laughs> yeah good yeah he deserves it
3: the funny thing is those guys who are saying it's my first week it's a classic gag but if you actually was your first week yeah. like, there are instructors who are having <laughs> first weeks they're not going to say but, that
2: but you know yeah and that's the thing that in your first week you don't, you haven't learnt the gags yet you haven't learnt, oh, the, learnt you, the jokes you're not old and cynical and no. sick of your job um, Mick you did the highest bungee ever which is over in South Africa
0: yeah, yeah, it's uh, Storm River, two hundred and
1: sixteen
0: meters, and yeah, it was massive off the side of a, a river, and you pull up about probably a hundred meters up above the tree line oh. and the river
2: at the
4: bottom. Oh.
2: Wow! Oh my God! So, so um, your instructor—I'm guessing it was a South African guy. They—they they don't have could, any gags. Yeah. We do should they?
3: do some some guesses. Watch out for a tiger down there <laughs> or something like that. Nah,
0: yeah, nothing, nothing like that. But uh, it was pretty cool. They had funky mitts. Like the whole, it was like a. a a party at the top, and yeah, music cool. playing that. But my mate was being a bit, um, bit leery with him, and uh
4: just as he was about to jump, he was like, right at that the moment where he was jumping, the guy yelled like, out, "Wait, wait, wait!"
3: Yeah, uh, as, as, <laughs> every as, time as he jumps.
2: Every no. time, every Wouldn't time. That, that would almost ruin it for you. You'd be, yeah, you, of course you're it would. freaking out. Yeah, well that's the point. <laughs> that's the point, <laughs> This is the thing they they don't they don't remember that it's your first
3: time jumping, so you're like. You've spent 500 bucks going on an amazing bungee jump and some guy yells out, wait, so the whole time you're plummeting, you're freaking out.
2: All right, Paul, you did this thing like a Mission Impossible-style jump where it was attached to your back. Your guide told you to do something while you're jumping.
0: Yeah, what he wanted me to do was yell and scream and swear so people thought that I was falling and oh, I was in a lot sort of trouble and no. I
1: thought it was
2: a great laugh. No, Paul, that's not okay. That's not an okay thing to do. Jonathan, your dad used to be an instructor. Was he a bit of a yeah. gag man? Yeah, like
0: I, when I was a kid in the UK, I can remember my dad. I can remember going to the airport and <laughs> watching my dad no. as a kid um, kind of come out and talk to the, the, the first-timers and they'd literally have a cast on his leg or a bloody oh, bandage around no, the head. they would
1: They
2: would go to they'd the... To the props. Uh,
0: they, they'd go to props. They'd go to everything. They'd, oh. they'd have a stretcher. they stretch someone out in front of all no. the... I know, I know
3: he's your dad, Jonathan, but is he a cruel, sad man <laughs> or what?
0: Well, my 18th birthday uh, present was him throwing me out of a plane. Oh. So oh my God. After I've been brought up on seeing all of it.
2: Incredible. Tom and Ollie on Triple M. Tom and Ollie, back for 2019. Yes, we are back. I'm sorry. We are back. (laughs) Triple
3: M. Now, Tom, at 8pm or so, half an hour's time, we're chatting to Phil Barker, who's Mm. written a book called The Revolution of Man, Rethinking What It Means to Be a Man. And uh, as we would say in 2019 um, mm. Now Leone's heard this on Instagram at, She gave us a message At Tom and Ollie As Leone loves to do mm. She says guys Have I got to turn off And hide in my woman cave At 8pm <laughs>
2: Yes is That was it- like going to the woman cave Especially when we do men's zone men's zone Ollie
3: Yes Now is it, is it a man only zone No 8pm no. onwards Is an open discussion a For discussion all to get involved For with.
2: everyone Redefining Which masculinity Tom Ollie you know what this means You know what, you know what this means You've pressed a button. No, shush. Don't interrupt me. It means the truth is going to be dumped onto the nation (laughs) nation up next with Triple M's Tom Mm -hmm. and Ollie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rock's greatest hits on Triple M with Tom and Ollie. We have questions. We'll have a very robust discussion about masculinity after 8 o'clock as well, which I'm very excited for. But Ollie, get ready, mate, because I've got a brand new truth to dump on the nation. Tom
5: Bainbridge. Truth
2: Bomber. Get ready. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Sorry, what w- this is where you yeah. in the past, forgive me, and, and I'm being cynical here, okay, but okay. forgive me. It yeah. does seem like Tom Bainbridge Truth Bomber mm-hmm. as a as a concept mm-hmm. is a forum that you've invented mm-hmm. for you just to say dumb, in no. inane, outlandish statements. That's what it seems like. Is that true?
2: Well, in a, in a segment called Truth Bomber. That's not true. That's a false statement. Okay, so, well this is. I don't like. I don't like you. Just from last week, this yeah. is
3: one of the, the truth bombs that you supposedly dropped on the nation. Yeah. Every
2: single man in Australia is using sea salt spray right now. <laughs> Every single man is using sea salt spray. Yeah. Just a stupid statement. I mean, it's just so wrong. No, sea salt spray—the stuff you use in your hair to make your hair look like you've been surfing—cowabunga, do hang, hang ten. Ollie, let's do a <laughs> snap poll then. You, have you used sea salt spray today?
3: Yes, I have. The point is, Tom. Ollie, have
2: I used sea salt spray today? Yeah. Yep. Yep. I don't have Therefore, truth bomb.
3: Yeah. Not not every man. The point is, no, what well, truth ev- bomber every man, is cause... a waste of time. What's your What's your thing? <gasps> say okay. say okay. your bit. Okay. Okay. Okay.
2: Okay. I won't say it now. <laughs> okay. I need your help. Up next, one triple three five three. Truth bomb. What? You need help. <laughs> <laughs> if you've ever. Gone stand-up paddleboarding.
1: Oh. <laughs> I
2: need you on the phone to help me with the trip. The show
3: point. just lost credibility what do you mean? so quickly. Stand-up paddleboarding. Supping. Is so lame. Oh, it's just you, mate. <laughs>
2: 13353, if you've ever been stand-up paddleboarding, supping. Supping. Then give us a call on 13353. It's Triple M's Tom and we have questions. Very soon we're going to have Phil Barker, who has written a book called The Revolution of Man, having a great discussion about masculinity. That's in about 10 minutes' time. But on 13353, Ollie, I've asked Has anyone ever been stand up paddle boarding? Good chat. You know why? <laughs> yeah. I'm about to bother tr- dump a truth bomb. <laughs> Tom Bainbridge. Truth bomber. Tom Bainbridge. I can't speak. Don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Here's the thing, Ollie. <sighs> Jeez, I love a stand-up paddleboarding, a, a sup, as I call it. Me and my, me and my sup buddies. You and your dad. Yep, Dad <laughs> loves a sup. If you don't know what it is, father-son sup trip. Who's keen? If you don't know what it is, it's a big fat surfboard that yeah. can float on its own. Yep. You can stand on it and it won't sink. Yep. And you have a big paddle. Huge board, one paddle. You usually do it on flat water, no waves. But I mean, no. You can do it on waves, no. mate. You can definitely do it on waves. What's your truth bomb, D head? No, he's here's the truth bomb, Molly. Here's here's the truth bomb.
3: It's one sentence, just say it.
2: Stand-up paddle boarding is the best sport ever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Stand up paddleboarding.
2: boy. Best sport ever. <laughs>
3: Interestingly, you chose the word best over greatest. I would have always said greatest. What do you mean? It would have sounded a bit cooler, but the
2: best sport ever. It is the best sport ever. <laughs> it's not. Mate, It's it, well, it is. Stand-up paddleboarding no.
3: is uh, surfing yep. without the cool bit. There's no waves. There's no, no movement. No, but here's the thing. There's no jeopardy. You're standing on flat water. No. Waddling around the water. No, you, with can, do your it, dad.
2: you can do it in the waves. You can go, you can go out the back and <laughs> paddle onto waves. There's different types of stand-up paddleboarding. And I'm encompassing both of those into supping is the best sport ever. Fletch, you went over Christmas. You went yeah, sure su- did. You went supping. It's mm. the best sport ever, hey? It's pretty darn good. No,
3: Fletch, answer, the, Fletch, Fletch, answer the question. <laughs> is supping the best sport ever? Best sport ever.
2: Uh, I think I'd have to say yes. Yes, oh, no. truth bomb. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's not how it works. Truth bomb, Fletch. Thank you very much. Uh, Jonathan, you've been stand-up pedal once.
0: <laughs> Uh, wow.
2: Answer the question. Is stand-up paddleboarding the best sport ever?
0: Look, I can't disagree. It's got, it's got to be.
2: It has, it
3: has to be. You can. It has to be. Truth bomb. So, Tom, it is, bump. A, it is a question now. Yeah. It's not a statement. It's yeah. a question, is yeah. it the best sport ever? No, it is the best sport ever. Because before you asked that. Jonathan to I, answer the question. Yeah, it is the okay. best sport ever, well, Jenny a one triple three, five, three, you've uh, had a crack here?
0: Yes.
2: Mate, yeah. Jenny goes twice a day. Jenny, how good's stand-up paddleboarding? <laughs>
0: Well, it's it's great for your fitness. Yeah. I haven't been so fit for years since I've started doing it.
3: Yeah. Jenny, there are a lot of sports in the world. Yeah. Supping isn't the best for fitness.
0: Pfft. I know, but I happen to live on the water and yeah. Yeah. I've got one so And it's the best what it- I choose to do for a sport and fitness. Sport.
2: Yeah. It's the best sport ever, isn't it?
1: Uh, I wouldn't say
0: the
2: best sport No, ever. yeah, never call again, no, Jenny. No. Never call again. <laughs> no one it would is say it's the best sport, ever. best sport. Emily, you've been a couple of times. Stand-up paddleboarding. Best sport ever. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Yep.
2: Yeah, truth no. bomb. Emily, how old are you? I'm
1: 31.
2: 31. Play much
3: other sport or actual real sport?
0: Uh, Don't say no. Real
3: sport. no, I do F45. Does that count? F45? F45. that's not sport. And, and something. <laughs> Tom, <laughs> that's, that's the profile you're working with here. Mate,
2: that's the truth bomb. <laughs> you know it. Tom and Ollie. On Triple M. One, two, three, four. It's time for Tom and Ollie on Triple M. Oh, everybody is exhausted after a truth bomb has been dumped on the nation. Ollie, uh, stand up paddleboarding is the best sport ever. Such is the intellectual
3: uh, strength of your segment Tom. <laughs> Thank you. So you've asked is supping the best sport ever yeah. uh, and in an Instagram poll at Tom and Ollie, yeah. uh, the results are in 11% say yes 89% Great. say no supping is definitely a lame sport. There's
2: just mom. flogs on our Instagram then. Uh, but this guy is in a flog. His name is Phil Barker. He's got a book called The Revolution of Man. Phil uh, what were you saying about stand up paddleboarding before? Yeah
5: well gentlemen you've got me on to talk about a very serious uh, topic my very serious book I don't care about that anymore I just want to talk about supping (laughs) and and you haven't even touched the subject properly because the big issue in my life is partner supping what is partner supping well I haven't done it yet but I'm told that I'm going to Double Bay in Sydney at some stage and we'll be partner supping and I don't even know what that is it might sound good but I can't
2: well, if you can't balance <laughs> right. together as a couple, right. you won't. Well, work, I think you won't work together.
5: What it might might be out, but you know, it's it's just a big flat board and it's two poles. How hard can it be? Come on! Well,
2: yeah. if everyone, if anybody knows about partner supping, get in touch via our socials at Tom and Ollie. Partner across uh, Facebook and Instagram. But up next, partner supping, I said swapping. <laughs> it's not swapping. Up next, let's uh, chat with Phil Barker about what it means to be a man in 2019. You with Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. It's Triple M's Tom and Ollie. Rock's greatest hits. Where better,
3: Tom, to have a heart-to-heart, honest conversation about manhood and masculinity than Mm. Triple M? And uh, right now, we're joined, Tom, by uh, an author. His name's Phil Barker. He's he's been working in the media for a long time, working at Vogue, GQ, uh, Woman's Day, running magazines, uh, publishing, editing. uh, And Phil Barker's written, The Revolution of Man, Rethinking What It Means to Be a Man. And Phil, thanks for joining us, mate.
5: Guys, I'm so delighted to be here. And like, I'm in Sydney, uh, listeners. The boys are in Melbourne. And what an attractive couple of men they are! Oh, I can see them on the screen. There's, there's mustaches, there's haircuts, <laughs> there's muscles. All like, right. what a couple well, of young men! Tom men. has anyway. got
2: a type, Phil. I don't want to scare you, <laughs> okay. but uh, you are Tom's type. But hey, let's not talk about that. I want to Let's just let's just do it right now. One triple three mm. five three. What does it mean to be in a, a man in 2019? Give us a call now. What do you think it means to be a man in 2019? And now I'm going to throw this right out of Phil. Phil, men in 2019, where do we sit?
5: Uh, we are confused, my friend. We don't know. So it's a really, really good question. And I think I think hashtag me too has thrown up some really big questions for men. Mm. And you know, I've been looking at this really hard, researching, writing a book for, for 18 odd months now. And my take it would be that we are at the start of something that's really, really big and important, a big sociological movement that, that's spreading around the world. And I think just a little simple thing like the Gillette ad, the fuss that happened around mm-hmm. that ad the other day, shows that this is an international conversation because a lot of people are saying what it means to be a man uh, is under question and it's a problem. Uh, the, Astro, uh, the American Psychological Association just sent out a memo to all of its members, that's every psychiatrist in <laughs> America, mm. saying that understanding the social construct of manhood, that it's a social construct, is a core social competency that needs to be explored. So so it is, it's not just social justice worrying. It's not just being left-wing. It's not just being... Uh, you know, virtual signaling and all of those, all, all of those things that we talk about, this, this is a serious conversation that a lot of men and more so a lot of women are wanting to have about themselves, their partners and their sons.
3: Uh, Phil, you, you, the book's called The Revolution of Man. Uh, it could also be called The Evolution of Man by the sounds of it because you were telling us before that you yourself had to reflect on your own manhood and as a younger man, you look back and you go, I was a bit of a D-head. Yeah. Is the, am I paraphrasing a, there? No, uh,
5: no, no. I think, I think was is, is, is the wrong word. There still am, but, <laughs> but uh, absolutely. Good. No, uh, my personal stories, like I'm i in my, my early fifties now and I have been a media executive and I have experienced, you know, what some people would, would, um, perceive as, as career success and those sorts of things. But, um, in the end, uh, none of that has been important in my life and, the thing that's important now to me is is to uh, start these conversations. Um, you know, I've had the opportunity to write a book, which has been you know, a wonderful thing in my career, but also it's great to do something now in life that, um, you know... Sounds glib, but I'm actually—I feel like I'm doing a good thing, giving something back instead of just entertaining people.
3: You were saying, as a young man, you look back and you were like uh, the character in Entourage, uh, Ari, <laughs> uh,
5: very confident. Very confident,
3: you said. Where? Oh, does,
5: sorry, I, d- I didn't get to your point. Yeah, that's right. You wanted to see what a dictator was, right? Look, uh, uh, <laughs> where I, I, does confidence I, fit, I, fit I, in that? I, I certainly at some stages of my life was very pleased with myself mm. and my sports car and my suit and, you know, my, my executive assistants and all of that. And I think that that sort of thing is, is dangerous for men. Power mm. is a dangerous thing mm. for people. It messes you up and, and uh, you know, it, it, is, it is true that it's the most dangerous thing in the world. But, and I just came through that corporate life, came out the other side, um, worked in creative, worked in agencies. Started writing about men and men's lives and I started to see some like horrific numbers. I didn't know that, um, uh, six men a day in Australia kill themselves.
1: Mm.
5: Let's just let that hang for a moment. Shall we? Six blokes every day. Yeah. So, so that had a really deep, um, effect on me, um, because it's only two women. So this, what, what's different, um, uh, in 2018, like the, the old, the old, the usual stat is oh, one woman a week bashed to death by their partner or former partner. No, it's not. There was 63 last year, so it's more than one woman a week at the moment. Uh, there was a fantastic week in October where five women were beaten to death by the partner or former partner. Now, and it's not women doing this; yeah. it's us, it's blokes. So my, yeah, I'm sorry
2: for sounding forceful on the radio, but no. my, my, my,
5: well, my, I'm serious on a on a funny show, but my, my. Feeling was really deeply. Oh my God, what the hell is wrong with us?
2: Yeah, these stats are too real. By the way, if you do need some help, Lifeline's always there 13, 11, 14. But we want to ask this conversation. We want to ask this question What does it mean to be a man in 2019? What is important about being a man in 2019? We're going to delve deeper with Phil up next. But yeah,
3: one triple three five three, join the conversation. We'd love to hear your thoughts.
2: It's Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions playing Rock's greatest hits. We're chatting to long-time publisher, editor,
3: and now also author Phil Barker, who's written *The Revolution of Man*. It's a study of manhood and rethinking what it means to be a man, and uh, particularly uh, in this current age, with you know the Me Too movement uh, happening so prevalently, uh, and the Gillette ad recently causing controversy surrounding, you know, what is the best a man can be. Uh, It's obviously a hot issue and uh, and much to discuss. And thanks, Phil, for hanging out.
5: No way, it's great and great to be here.
3: Watchable353 is that phone number. You can join the conversation. Um, let's go straight to Brad, who's given us a buzz. Um, Brad, we've asked the question what does it mean to be a man in the modern era in 2019? What are your thoughts? You're 46. Uh, years boys. Old. Yeah, good, mate. You're 46 years old. You, you've lived a life. What do you
0: think? Um, I think a few things. So, first off, I think you've got to be a good listener, take on board what other points of view there are around. Mm. Um, yeah. You may or may not necessarily agree with it, but at least have, be prepared to listen to somebody's point of view on a topic. And it doesn't matter what that topic happens to be. And then see if you agree with it. And if you do, make it fit into your you know, your lifestyle and social construct. Mm. And if you don't agree with it, at least be able to talk about it rather than just say, no, I don't agree with it. I don't agree with that because and have a, have a well-worded, answer that you can you can talk to somebody about rather than just going no i don't agree with it and shutting down the debate
1: yeah
2: yeah well thank you for your thoughts brad phil what do you think about that what does the science say about open-mindedness are we are we better men if we're open-minded
5: mate we're better men if we are not doing all the things that constrain us in the performance of manhood so toxic masculinity and i even hate the term it's not it's not doesn't mean that masculinity is a bad thing. Mm. Masculinity is wonderful and positive. but There are just elements of it that are not good for us and the people that are around us. And it's being stoic, it's being tough, it's being strong, it's not mm. asking for help. It's, it's doing the things that will bottle up for you in 20 years if you're running a farm. <laughs> And you come home one night and it's all gone horribly wrong and you've got no one to talk to and the only outlet you've got is alcohol and violence and maybe topping yourself. Mm. And so, I know it sounds really strong, but it's happening six times a day as we talked about. So, The ability to be open and empathetic and to communicate and to listen, like Brad said, is deeply important. You know, to to treat your partner and the people around you as human beings rather than objects that are annoying or sexualized is one of the core constructs of being a great human being and being a man.
3: Tom, uh, on a personal note, uh, there was a, a man who's very dear to the Triple M family, who we worked with uh, and mm. close to Brad's age of forty-six. Lawrence Mooney was a man that we were struck by, uh, a, a man who was just open to, to change, and mm. a guy at his age who's successful and you know in the business, but was so open to having a chat to you and I about how things worked uh, at the radio, for example. We were struck by that a guy at that age being so
2: open-minded, and it's a really powerful yeah. trait. That's true. Adrian on one triple three five three. You're twenty-six. Uh, what do we think about? masculinity in the in this day and age
0: hey boys yeah it's um the points i've just made are spot on very similar to what i've realized just recently um yeah it's about caring for all things and everyone around you including yourself like Mm. that's it's just key man like if if you can't respect yourself how are you expected to respect others Mm. um yeah it's just really important and yeah i've I've learned some major lessons in the last couple of years about that and this whole me me too movement and everything that's going on has brought that up recently for me so yeah, man, just kept being responsible and, and
3: caring. Adrian, you're you're 26 years old. You're saying the Me Too movement's made you think. I think that's a really good thing. Uh, maybe a lot of uh, some men might hear the Me Too stuff and and reject it and feel threatened by it. But it's great that at 26 you've gone. Yeah, I can reflect on that. And
2: it's uh, it's similar to what Kyle's going to say. You're 18, Kyle. You you agree uh, with Adrian? Uh, yes. it's It's about respect.
0: Yeah, I think overall it's respect because you know many people. You know, my age, it's not not a common thing that you have respect. You know. Mm. Um, but I think
5: that the whole mate, can I can I just jump here? This this is Phil, why did you just say it's not a common like at eighteen? Why on earth did you just say out loud that you think it's that, that people don't have a lot of respect? That's really interesting. Can you talk to us a bit more well, about I, that?
0: I think um, I think a lot of people my age at least, maybe they're just not you know smart enough yet. They're not old enough yet to realize you know get in their head that it's not right. Um, can I, yeah, can I, I, I can I, I ask you, lot,
5: mate? Can I ask you, what role do, do older men play in your life? Like, So if there, was, if there was a man like these boys were just saying, sorry boys, you know, mm. these young men that I'm working with right now, were saying that, that they, they liked 46-year-old Lawrence Mooney because he, he was, a, he was a, perhaps a mentor to them, an alpha character to them, and he talked to them in an open way about men's things. Is that important in your life?
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess that's, if you're growing up, you need, you know, everyone needs a role model. And if you're looking up to someone that's doing the wrong thing, Um, you've got to be smart enough to know what's right and what's wrong and not follow the pack, I suppose.
3: Yeah, love it. Love it, Carl. Thank Um, you very much. One one final point from from Phil. You were saying before, I asked you what is something we can take away. As individuals, what can all men do? You had a great point about standing around in, in groups as men. The
5: barbecue well, test, was it? The bar- Well, uh, I, I've started, I've used it so many times, I'm going to call it the, the barbecue something. I haven't quite given it a name yet. But but you imagine some blokes at a barbecue. All the blokes are standing around a group around the barbecue. Everyone's got a beer. The women are somewhere, out, somewhere else doing other things. And one bloke looks over and goes, look at her, eh? Everyone else goes, yeah, awesome. Now... Uh, that's a standard things happened in all of our lives. And I'll say another thing out loud that every man, every grown-up man has a number of shameful moments in his life when he has not stood up and said the thing. And so uh, ironically to be, I think a real man and uh, to, to be strong is to stand up and go, you know what at the barbecue? Sorry, buddy. I don't think that's a good thing to say. Like it's, it's objectifying her. It's bad. I know we've all been doing it for a million years, but it's actually just shit. And if you say that, then somebody else might and somebody else might. And then suddenly the power shifts around the group and the one guy who's the dick is the guy who's isolated, not the other, not the one guy who wants to be nice. Because I think that in all of us, there's a whole lot better than we're actually letting out right now. Mm. And so if we do the barbecue thing, so so the hard thing to do, you're standing in your group, is to be the one guy that goes, don't think so. Everyone will turn on you. You'll get caught a pussy, all that stuff. We all know that. Mm. Uh, it's a hard thing to do, and that's the thing. That and conversation, that's what men can do.
2: Phil Barker from The Revolution of Man, thank you so much for joining us. Boy, it's so great to be here. Thank you. Tom...
3: Tom and Ollie, that's outrageous! You are talent on Triple M. Serious chat, tick. All right, let's get back to the fun, Tom. <laughs> uh, on a Thursday, we play a, a game. It sounds like this:
5: Tom and Ollie,
2: how Triple M are you?
5: It's
3: a music quiz. You go head to head with Tom Bainbridge. He's a hack. He's a he's oh. a, a token hire. He doesn't, no, I'm he doesn't not. get the music. Mate, I am Triple
2: M. <laughs> We play rock's greatest hits, you might have heard, you might have heard all the great songs we're playing. This one is a bit of a litmus test. It's a bit of a personality test. Are you a fit for triple M, maybe you're a new listener or you've come back. Uh, you know you've been away for a little bit. Don't know why you'd be away. Maybe you're, by maybe away. you're a flicker, been flicking around,
3: Don't say and you want to work out whether you should be staying mm-hmm. on Triple
2: M. Well, mm. here is the
3: test for you. One triple three five three is the number. One triple three five three. I will say it again. <laughs> uh, it's your chance to call up, take on Tom, go head to head with this silly mustache
2: man. And, and you know what? You can win. You can win the glory of being engraved on our on our on our uh, shield. Our shield. It's a brand new thing. Well, it's a metal tray, but you get your name it's a engraved platter. on it. Yeah. yeah. Say it again, Ollie. 13353. Three. <laughs> <laughs> on Triple M with Tom and Ollie. You're on Triple M. We play Rock's greatest hits. Our names are Tom and Ollie, and we like to ask questions. And we're going to do that with uh Damian Callan very soon. Star of that ga- of that movie, The Merger. Ollie, you ready to go with this game? Ready to what? go, mate. <laughs> and what's going on? Why are you swapping headphones and stuff? Look, I'll just play the opener. Look, if you're new to Triple M, or maybe you've. Come back after a bit of a break. Right now, this is a bit of a litmus test.
5: Tom and Ollie's
2: How Triple M Are You?
5: Yeah,
3: good, Tom. Every Thursday we play this game. It's a musical challenge where you verse Tom. You go head-to-head. I play five songs. Yep. You've got to guess them as fast as you can. I
2: also hand the buttons over to you, which is why this goes for a really long time and it's a bit sloppy.
3: Right. Okay. Good on you, mate. Um, and so today we have a theme for the the challenge. Let's oh, actually yeah. meet Robin first. Good oh, evening, gosh. Robin. Hey, how are ya? Good, mate. You're gonna go head to head with Tom. Are you pretty good at the music, or are you in a fresher? You a fresh listener? Oh, uh, freshy. Yeah, good, Rob. Well, where have you come from? Uh, Glenroy. <laughs> good. Okay. I what, meant radio-wise, but um, yeah, that's okay. Hey, uh, there's a theme, Tom, tonight. We have a theme. We have a theme every week, and today's theme is hot musicians
2: hot musicians sexy
3: musicians because we met the struts this week oh, yes. great band from the UK yeah. and you couldn't help but flirt with oh, them nonstop Excuse me. particularly with the bassist jed i, don't I mean know what about. i've got a, a, a list i've got a conversation yeah. thread here i'm looking yeah. at and it, it, you're you're sending emojis going look this is me in an emoji yeah. he's like yeah uncanny Yep. He stops the conversation. You couldn't take your eyes off Jed, by the way. You couldn't take your yeah. eyes off oh, him. was beautiful, but I didn't flirt with him and try and make a thing out of nothing like you clearly have. Whatever, mate. <laughs> anyway, so the theme is hot musicians. Tom uh, obviously has his favorites. Robin,
2: who do you find attractive in the music industry?
4: Uh, me? Yeah. Um, pink, definitely.
3: Oh, yeah? Oh, nice. Light, nice short like hair? It. Yeah, good, good. All right, well, let's go. Crazy glass indeed. Let's go uh, straight to song number one, boys. Yep. Buzz in with your name uh, and guess the song title and artist. Here Great. we go. Oh, pink, oh. Uh, Robin. Yes, Robin. Uh, bon Jovi, <laughs> nice sorry. With Pink, but uh, yeah, Bon Jovi and the song?
4: Um, bad Medicine.
3: Bad Medicine indeed, Rob. Good stuff. Here we go. 1-0. Oh Tom,
2: ah Tom,
0: oh, oh Tom! Oh,
2: shut <laughs> up! Oh, one Tom. way or another, oh, is it by is it by Blondie? Three, two,
3: oh, he's got in there, snuck in there. Yes. Down, down was buzzing. All right, uh, one all.
2: Uh, I'm glad we just played Blondie. Here
3: we go, hot. I oh, know we're going to play hot artists. Okay. Oh, Robin. Yes, Robin. <laughs> Although Tom did say, oh, first. Um, but
1: Robin, <laughs> brother, Nirvana.
4: Yep. Um, nirvana, nirvana, nirvana. Oh!
1: What's, oh.
3: The, song? What's the song, Robin? Three? God.
1: Shit! Uh, Can't remember, babe. All right, Tom?
2: Uh, give it to me again. Three? I buzz in. Three,
3: two, one. Um... um. No, no good. Uh, come as you are. Come as you are. Come as you are. Come new world. as you are. Here we go. Should have got that. Song number four. Still one all. Yep. Yeah. Oh.
2: Yeah. Tom. 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 <laughs> Suck my kiss. Oh, rude. Red Hot Chili Peppers.
1: Yes. Oh, well
3: done. Yeah, yes. good yes. on you, Robin. Good supportive contestant. You well done. Here we
2: go. You can keep listening. So, two one. Yep. Song. You need know, to get this to say in the game, Robin. Number. Tom. There's no just way. Just like the one There's just no sing way. Song, <laughs> song, sing the songs, the songs, the singer. Ooh, Three, ooh. two, one. Songs of one. innocence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, or The U2 album. Just like the one
3: window. Robin. Uh, Robin. We win, um, Here you go, listen.
0: Kelly, Shut up, Tom.
2: This.
1: Michelle, can you
2: handle this?
3: The Just other. like the one we know. Oh, okay. Um, Blondie? No. no. All right,
2: here we go. Oh. That was Stevie Nicks, Stevie guys. Nicks. Stevie Nicks. Close. Age, oh. age of 17.
1: Shut up. Yes. Is that what it
3: was? No. Age oh. of
1: 17. <laughs> All right, here we go.
3: <laughs> to decide the winner.
1: Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. Tom, Lenny Kravitz, fly away. Fly away. Yeah. Well done, bud. All right, Robin, you lost. I wanna make it sound as shit as possible. So stop listening, mate. See ya. It's Triple M's, Tom and Ollie. We have
3: questions. Tom, we first heard of the film The Merger when Nick Cody and Aaron Goxy Gox came in late last year. Mm. Um but stuff those guys, they're just pawns in the film. Uh we've got the the main guy, the writer, the star, the lead himself, Damien Callan. How are you,
4: mate? Great to be here.
2: I'm glad to hear you say that. Yeah. Be honest. Um. Didn't yeah. know, I didn't know they were doing media for the film. That's they great. did. They yeah, totally did. Well, uh, here's a little bit of a snippet from the film as well.
0: You as a club need to
4: decide: merge or fall. You can't just force us into a merger. What's a merger?
0: it's when one shit team joins up with another shit team to make a slightly
1: less shit team.
3: It's so good. So it's the tale of Bodgy Creek Footy Club uh, surviving in a small town. Um, But, Damien, you obviously done stand-up yourself. uh, But we were reading about the fact that the merger, you you know, it was a one-man show to start with, and you're an an ex-drama teacher as well. And we started to get confused for a second and we yeah. thought, hang on, were you we interviewing Damien Callinan or an other ex-drama teacher with a one-man show?
2: My name is Greg Gregson. The kids at school call me Mr. G, which is um, one of the, sort of an abbreviation that some of the more popular teachers seem to get. Ah, uh, Chris Lilly's character, that Mr. G. Is that, was that your Absolutely life? Absolutely
4: my life. Uh, to the point, I don't know if you remember that... Um, the lycra movement scene. <laughs> yes, you know, just, yes. When, I, he's, when he's in
3: the thingy, in the bag. <laughs> yeah, I. The when bag. I was
4: teaching drama. <laughs> um, one of those students, her mum ran the Bargain Box. Her family owned the Bargain Box, yeah. And she made me sixty Lycra movement body bags because I'd i just been to a I'd just been to a workshop, going, oh, I must have that. And I had them coming out and like, but, no. you, but you put a year U eight in one of those bags, oh my god, and then try and put another year out afterwards. And I was like, oh man, the s- smell used to, Some of them, used, some of the bags used to just walk their way out the room <laughs> on their own. Uh, I mean, let's talk about the merger. Uh, it's, yeah. it's
3: come full circle because it started as a one man show and with we've, Sock puppets. Sock puppets. Yeah, Cody
4: was a cock cock puppet. (laughs) to- Cody was... sody Sody was a cock puppet. He's a
3: He's yeah. still the cock, cock puppet. You see his show during
2: the comedy festival. was so <laughs> disgusting.
3: Uh, it became a, a, a movie, which I've seen twice now, by the way. The Merger. Lovely film.
2: But you're back at the Adelaide Fringe Festival from the 13th to 24th of February and Melbourne International Comedy Festival from the 9th to the 21st. You've, and you're smashing it. Something's yeah. Back. Well,
4: it's, I didn't think I'd be going back to the one-man show, but there's been... A lot of people, when they... Um, heard I was making the film She said "Oh, hey, Who'd seen the one man I said How are you going to make a film out of that And now people have seen the film and go, How did you do that yeah. And I really enjoy doing the show it's a, it, it's a lot of There's a lot of social in, uh, Audience interaction in it And the message is still the same But um, So yeah I'm kind of excited to bring it back yeah. So
3: you got spa- funding from Was it, Who With funded the, the merger Screen New South
4: Wales Or Create New South Wales
2: And Screen Australia But the solo show Got funded by Vic Health
4: Yeah I got, That's incredible I got asked because I've done a lot of regional touring. I got approached by Regional Arts like Victoria and Vic Hale, to write a show about racism. Incredible. To tour regionally. So that's how it started. But I thought, shit, better make it funny. Um, <laughs> yeah. Lawrence Mooney actually said to me when I got the commission, he said, so which way are you going to go? Which, uh... <laughs> <laughs> pro, pro or classic Mooney. <laughs>
1: uh, Divisive as always. But I was taking
4: the show into, like I was doing it in mining communities in Newman and, wow, you know, outback, denuded, Tasmania, Timber towns and stuff like that, so I had to make it, um, like a Trojan horse really, like put the message in there, but make it funny and make, make people relate to the town. And then, oh, okay, and he's a, and then feel cheated by the message absolutely. at the end and go, <laughs> got How <me."> dare you? <laughs> How um, but yeah, it was interesting. So, and
2: most people kind of, oh,
4: yeah, you know, yeah, not bad. I oh, yeah, don't mind the message, yeah, yeah. They're a little bit like that. <laughs> well,
2: you know. it's so good to hear that the film's doing massively overseas as well. You're taking it over to the To some film festivals?
4: Yeah, in between Melbourne, uh, Adelaide Fringe and Melbourne Comedy Festival, I'm going to uh, Dublin Film Festival, Glasgow Film Festival. We're touring the film around uh, those countries with the assistance of them and the Australian Embassy. And we're doing all these bizarre, like... Australian Embassy gigs. We're doing one in London with Adam Hills hosting it. Um, Incredible. Nice. Yeah, and we're doing the Socially Relevant Film Festival in New York. Okay, that sounds cool. What a a, a great title. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Wow.
3: Lots of booze. That film's socially
2: relevant. (laughs) What festival can we pop that
1: in? Uh, That's Mm. incredible.
2: Damien Kellen and he's back uh, Adelaide Fringe and the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. You can get tickets at adelaidefringe.com.au or comedyfestival.com.au. Can't wait for your next piece, Damien. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes, no problem. Thanks, Thanks Damien. Damien. Big question, though. Is it out on Blu ray yet, the merger? Yes. <laughs> right. Yes. <Blu-ray. laughs> yes, it is.
4: Good. And beta.
2: <laughs> One, two, three, four. It's time for Tom and Ollie on Triple M. Oh, it's so hard, isn't it, if you're away at night time. You don't get to catch on with the TV that's out there, Ollie. It is really hard, Tom. <sighs> we suffer regularly, but you yeah. you help us out. I do help you out. I, I trawl the Facebook pages of popular TV shows to find out what the nation is saying and therefore... Keyboard warrior. ...catch you up on exactly what's going on. I'll do that very soon in TV, Tommy, about half an hour's time to tell you what's going down on Married at First Sight. It's very very, very full on stuff. Tom, you're lucky
3: that I'm here in good spirits because oh. today a friend of mine pulled the veil down on something that's appeared on oh. my body. Oh no. He uh, suddenly made me very self-conscious about something that's changed and oh. I'm concerned that it, I'm no longer young and oh. sexy, I'm just I'm, I'm getting old, I'm getting gross.
2: Up next I'll share exactly <laughs> what's grown. Jeez, oh, it's full on, it's Triple M's Tom and Ollie, we have questions. Actually, this song's for you, Ollie. Radiohead, You get it? Oh, sorry. tuned out. <laughs> you're on Triple M. Rock's Greatest Hits here on Triple M with Tom and Ollie. We have questions. Tom, I don't get self-conscious very often. Mm. I'm uh, pretty
3: body confident. Yeah, you're
2: self, self-indulgent. You're self-absorbed. You're uh, selfish.
3: Self-aware, self-focused. Mm. I did the Brad Pitt workout <laughs> last year, as you, as you well know. And, yeah. you know, those kinds of things allow you to have a bit of confidence, which you, I'm grateful for. Can not stop badgering on about it. But even I am not infallible because I was sitting today with my friend Jono, who is normally, you know Jono. I love Jono. He's a nice guy. He's great. He's a nice guy. Big John. He's, he's not, he, would, he wouldn't insult someone no. unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. He's quite positive. And yet, we're sitting there, we're quite close to each other. Mm-hmm. He says, oh my, God. oh my God, what is with your ears? No. And I, and I go, what do you mean? He's like, there's so much hair.
2: Oh my God. <laughs> Oh my god! And uh, I, you've got hair in your ears. My heart. You're sunk. a hairy ear man. My heart. You're sunk. an ape. You're a monkey. You've you, got hair in your ears. You telling this story? You're now, disgu- right? You're disgusting. Yeah, no, go on. You are disgusting. Yeah,
3: okay, one more. Go anyway, again.
2: Uh, you're horrible.
3: <laughs> go on. Oh god, thank you. I, my heart sunk because I was like, you're gross. Because I was like, oh my god, he's I'm noticed. Gross. I've already noticed. <gasps>
1: you have already I've seen, noticed? I've
3: seen the hairs. You've already noticed? They're weird. I don't feel good about it. I've posted a photo on Instagram. Uh, Tom and Ollie. I'm it's in the there. story. I'm going there right You've got to there. go to the story, people, me... which means you can't just search for the photos in the newsfeed. You've got to click on the, our logo. Okay, here we go. Um, they're really white. They're not old man black hairs, but they're a prominent oh, set. Oh, God. And I've asked for, you You know, I've, oh. I've posted it and... Um,
2: Is there a blackhead in your ear as well that you've got there? Just on the top I, of the ear? Well, let's not compound the issue, mate. Let's just focus and on I the hair. And I think you've got a pimple on your lobe as well. That's okay. That'll That's... go away. The hairs will only get worse. You've just got gross ears. That's not true. You're an elf. Look, I... took selling uh, like something out of Lord of the Rings. Our producer,
3: Tom, posted the photo and he's even asked people to comment their first reaction. Oh, and I'm... God. The, they're coming <laughs> through. Don't
2: say our producer did. You did that, mate. Someone said
3: soft-haired <laughs> rabbit. It's nice. Oli, someone said Ollie is perfect, so the ears are perfect. They thank, thank you, that. McFeet face Feety. <laughs> oh, yeah. but Eli said you're a nasty. C- oh, I can't say that. Uh, Hayden said cut them off. H- Harry, Harry, you said rancid.
2: So, have you you've seen the photo? What do you think? I think it's disgusting. I think it's gross. I think you need to go to a doctor. All right, help me out here. <laughs> help me out. I'm not
3: just like there's others who have these kinds of things. No, one not. triple three five three. No, it's not. where is the hair? Where is the hair? Where is the hair? Where is there too much hair on your body or your partner's (laughs) body? No, that's not a question. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Where's the hair? Where's the hair? Don't say down there. We all all know that there's hair down there. Maybe you have a hairy butt cheek. I don't know. Definitely. Most men do. Do they? Yep. You'd know? Maybe you have hairy shoulders. I don't know. One triple three five three. This is not a quick... Great... Please do not call for this. Oh, oh. I want this
2: to be a failure. I want so, no one to call up sorry. and I want you to come back and have no callers to go for.
3: To. you asked, is supping the best sport in the world? Yeah, we've got
2: heaps of calls. It's not a sport. This is not gonna get any calls. One
3: triple three five three, where is the hair? Where have no. you got too much hair? Where has your partner got too much hair? Oh, streaks of
2: big You've got too much hair on your lips. Shut up. Finish your icy pole, mate. It's triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. Can do Tom. Um we're asking the question: Where is the hair?
3: Where is the hair, Tom? Where is there too much hair, particularly because I've been struck down with the realization it's that disgusting. I've got, uh, you know, you're you're a friend of mine. They're
2: they they're very they're very hairy, aren't they? In, in this sense, I'm saying colleagues.
3: My ears are strangely hairy. They're, they're sort of white hair. It's too much. Mm. It's long. It's not y- yucky black hair. Which it's I- had
2: reactions online of ranted. <laughs> And cut them off. <laughs> and getting old.
3: thanks, Connor Papas.
2: <laughs> You're getting old, mate.
3: We're all getting old. Anyway, uh, <laughs> one triple three five three. Where is the hair? Huh? Where, where is there too much hair? Where is the hair? <laughs> well, people are calling
2: Tom. Uh, okay, hang on. I. I do have to say, I. I do have a, a weird hair.
3: You're very like, hairy. Right, guy. right
2: in the centre of my back. I don't have a hairy back. For some reason, I'm quite a hairy guy, but I don't right. have any hairs on my back. Right in the crack, except for one right in the middle of my back, and it grows to about four centimetres. That is it's disgusting. disgusting.
3: It's, it's a gross. rogue anaconda yeah. hair. Yeah. <laughs> you should be ashamed of yourself. Do you pull it out?
2: Sorry, you've got hair in your ears.
3: That's, yeah. So what? <laughs> Bailey on 13353, where is the hair, Bailey? On oh, my nipples. Oh, yeah. Obviously. If it's just, if you've got hair, like, not around other areas, but just the nipple, it does look weird.
0: Nah, I've got like a bit of a hairy chest, but it's just more coarse and more like defined. It's a lot more, ever since I was young, the first going through puberty, that that area just started booming. Got to trim it every week or two now. Really?
2: (laughs) Valley, that's fine. You can have hairy nipples for sure.
0: Yeah, I know. Just walk down the beach and the top off. Who cares? How old are you? 18.
3: Oh, good on you. So you're pretty young. Body positivity. Body positivity. Oh, you, now you're being positive, are you? After shaming my rancid ear hair. Oh, well, not your body. Your body's disgusting. <laughs> Do you want to start on body shaming? Or... No. Because we can go one for nope. one. Okay. Thank you. Scott, a am 353.
0: Yeah, g'day, fellas. Hey, oh, Scott Someone's now... had a packet. Where's the hair, Scotty? <laughs> on the tip of my nose, mate. Oh, this has caused me a hairy-nosed wombat. Oh, no. Yeah, I've seen.
2: You know, you are a wombat, Scott.
0: Classic dad. Wombat. And I've also, yeah, also got hair on the inside of my little finger from a skin graft.
1: No,
2: you don't.
1: You got hair
2: on the inside of your little finger.
1: On the inside, and it's not that hand that I use. <laughs> there
3: isn't a lifestyle that says you've got a hairy hands. Yeah, it's a hairy palm from if doing the If you do day. what Tom does on a Sunday for six hours. Or you do what Ollie does in front of a free. Maddie, phone a one triple three five three. Uh Maddie, where is the hair?
0: Hey guys. Um my hair yep. is on <laughs> right underneath my fingernail, like at the bottom no. near the bed. No way. It's this it, oh. it can grow to no. like a centimetre. It's oh. black. What? It's Super freaky, really weird. So, so where the <laughs> nail
2: grows out from... It, what, on which it, finger?
0: Which so, finger are you okay, talking On my ring finger.
2: On your ring finger? Yeah, on
0: my left hand, and it's just right underneath the ma- nail bed.
2: Oh, right. Maddie, do you have a picture of this?
0: <laughs> I can send... Oh. Well, I, I usually shave it. It's shaved at the moment. Why don't you pluck shave it? shave it? Why don't I you know, pluck it? It's, just, oh. it's one hair. I, I should just embrace it. Just...
2: No, don't embrace it. definitely don't embrace it. Tom and Ollie on Triple M. Tom and Ollie tackling the big questions. Have you ever smelt a fish that's freshly come out of the water? Yeah, it smells like fish. Triple M. It's really hard. It's really hard at night time to catch all the TV, isn't it? All the TV that's on. It is, Tom, yeah. That's why you give me nothing. Don't you dare give me nothing. That's why it's. uh, I've got a service, Ollie. It's called TV Tommy. Yes, you do. Where I read the Facebook pages of popular TV shows.
3: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Go on.
2: And find out the pulse of the nation. That's right. Oh, next. I'll do just that.
3: (laughs) Very good, Tom. Trivellim Stone, Ollie.
2: We have questions. New music on Triple M. That's from Dean Lewis. It's called Seven Minutes. You are with Triple M's, Tom and Ollie. We have questions. And uh, sometimes it's hard to catch up on what's going on on TV, Ollie, which is why I provide a service called TV Tommy. Good evening and welcome to television. Missed what was on the box? Touchdown! What's going on, Catch
5: up with TV Tommy.
2: All right, so you might not have been able to catch MAFs Married at First Sight, which is, of course, that Channel, Channel 9 show where two strangers... Get married in in quotation marks.
1: I mm.
3: Getting it's, a lot of viewers. It's very popular.
2: Well, well, yeah, because they've designed it so that it's just explosive, haven't they?
1: It's
3: brilliant. <laughs> it's great it viewing. Yeah, it's a but, it's a I mean a pack of idiots <laughs> getting married and yeah. having arguments and occasionally yeah. making out and and losing V
2: plates. Here's the worst part. I hate judging people that are on reality TV shows because there's so much editing all that kind of stuff, yeah. but. Man, you can't help but judge these people, can you? And the nation can't. I'm going to read you some Facebook comments from a moment. They had a video up on the Married at First Sight Facebook page of uh, a couple called Jessica and Mick. Now, it's a little bit convoluted, right? But basically, Jessica was walking into a room and as she walked past, she heard a guy kind of say bad things about her lips because she's quite big lips. Okay. He was basically saying her lips are fake, blah, blah, blah. Yep. Now Mick, her partner, didn't hear that guy say it, yep. but Jessica thought that Mick had heard it right. and thought that Mick hadn't really backed her up. Take a listen.
0: Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, you should still
4: but be there for me as a partner. You weren't. You sat there the whole time
5: looking at me and looking at him like, oh, I don't know what we're
0: talking about. Oh,
1: God. <laughs> He's a little bit
2: speechless What a loser. The there. Didn't really know what to do. Oh, anyway, I don't know what to say. Ollie, the nation has gone uh, to town on Jessica. All right,
3: which... TV Tommy. This is where you shine, Tom. You're going to read some comments out. These and are, these all are real. new voices, please. These are real Facebook comments, Ollie. Real comments, real people, mm-hmm. real voices.
2: Hates confrontation. Dot,
1: dot, dot. Seeks it out. Oh. <laughs>
2: Wow, that's... Hates confrontation. That was from Kelly Rowland. Kelly, Kelly Rowland? Is she weighing in from Destiny's Child? Stephanie Harvey has commented, Ollie. Warning, excess lip filler causes major personality disorders. Oh <laughs> fear for our next generation. Face palm. <laughs> Stephanie, brilliant. Uh, that of course had 534 reactions to so that that comment. People loving it. Yep, more than what we've ever had. <laughs> um, Andrea Benz says this seems to be the competition on who can be the loudest oh. because hair flicker, attention seeking, plastic surgery addict. Face palm. 988 reactions. Another face palm. Yeah. What's her name again? Uh, that was uh, Andrea Benz. Oh, okay. My favourite though. Okay. And this is one of, the, one of the few blokes that I saw chiming in on the Facebook page. <laughs> yep. Because it seems to be just a lot of women being catty to each other, which I do not like. Oh, calm down, Tom, you pig. <laughs> don't, don't smear all women, you pig. <laughs> it was Mark Hall, Ollie, that really spoke to me on the Facebook page. He said, I'm only watching it because my wife is. Smile, face, smile, face, small face. <laughs> he speaks the nation,
3: doesn't he? I'm only watching it because my wife is.
5: You're all up to
3: date, thanks to TV Tommy. Any re- reactions to that? Yeah, sure, mate. Yeah, 93. 93 likes. Yeah, Good on you.
2: Again, more than we've had. <laughs> Triple M's Tom and Ollie, we have questions. Happy Thursday. Weekend's almost here. It's Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We well, have spe- questions.
3: Speaking of weekends, Tom, are you going to be heading out in your car doing some more Uber driving?
2: Oh. You are an Uber driver? Yes, I, I am an Uber driver. I'm an, I'm an actual, I'm a bona fide Uber driver. Oh, that's my new yeah. ride sound. No, I uh, just asked you a
3: question. Are you going to be going out in the weekend? Huh? Are you going to be going out well, driving? I do
2: Ollie, to... here we go. Here's the thing. All right. When you partner with Uber, don't the best part about partnering with Uber is you can jump on and off the app at any time. You can go online. Yeah, yeah, you can go offline. Yeah, yeah. Last week- Didn't ask for Spear. Had a six- su- <laughs> Just ask for a question. Last week, I had a successful six hours in the car, which is great. Earned 120 bucks. Is that one shift? Partnering with Uber, it was great. No, that was over three days.
3: Over three days, six <laughs> hours. <laughs> days. How
2: much money have you made all up so far? 120 bucks. I, I haven't p- done driving this week. I want to piece some numbers together. Yeah. All up, you've
3: made yeah. how much m- money? 120 bucks. 120 bucks. Yeah. Over six hours. Yeah. Three days yeah. of driving. Mm-hmm. Have you made back the money that you invested to get the accreditation?
2: Sorry, what's the question? <laughs> <laughs>
3: you you had the question. What's the question?
2: Have you made back your money or are you still in the red? There is. Okay, here's the thing. When you partner with a thing, you sometimes have to fork out a little bit of cash. You make no money. To get your accreditation, to get your checks. Hmm? (laughs) For low
3: minimum wage, you've got no money, Uh you're still in debt. I
2: Here's the thing when you partner with them,
5: (laughs) that (laughs) was Tom and Ollie on Triple M. Catch up on the show by downloading the Triple M app. And if you like it, share it with your mates. For
1: more Tom and Ollie, hit the boys up on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Tom and Ollie.